I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. The show is brought to you by my company, Body Shop Performance. We create total solutions to optimize your health by focusing on sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body Shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Spencer, and this is an insights episode, which is for those of you new to the podcast, where I record for about 10 minutes thereabouts on an insight or a bit of motivation or a tip that I want to give you or something I've just learned in the past few days that I think would be beneficial for you to hear. And this week's about something I have talked about before, which is heart rate variability or HRV. So if that's new to you, HRV is basically the interbeat interval. And paradoxically, a healthy heart, healthy nervous system has an irregular interbeat interval. So it's very hard to discern without technology. In fact, it's impossible to discern without technology. And I use my Oura ring to measure my HRV. There's other ways that you can do that as well. And the reason that's of importance to me is because many of you who listen to the show will know that I recently did the Bear Grylls survival challenge for five days up in the Scottish Highlands. I had a few days break back in London. I was back up in the Highlands again doing the rat race coast to coast, which is 105 miles from the east to the west coast of Scotland, primarily on a bike, but a little bit of running and a bit of kayaking as well, and quite a long hike at the end. So my HRV is unsurprisingly fairly low, and I feel it as well. I can feel that my nervous system's quite stressed. I'm quite sympathetic, dominant, And that's down to a number of things, not least the physical effort required to do both those two things and the lack of sleep and good food on the Bear Grylls experience. But not too concerned about that. These are the things I've chosen to go out and do. The timing wasn't great, but it's kind of how it fell. So what am I doing about the low HRV? Now, HRV is a number that I keep a close eye on. It's one of the things in the Ura app that I look at when I wake up in the morning. I look at that. I look at my resting heart rate. But generally, if my HRV is good, I know my resting heart rate is going to be pretty low as well. I do also look at my sleep, so my total sleep and the composition of sleep, how much REM sleep I've had and how much deep sleep I've had. So I look at those things. Back to HRV, I think this is a really great number to track if you're you're concerned about your health and general well-being, because generally it's a good reflection of your nervous system state. And rather than keeping an eye on lots of different things, such as watching my food, hydration, tracking sleep to a high degree looking at my exercise and tracking all of those different numbers and metrics, I actually find it's easier to keep an eye on that stuff. Obviously, I have my routines, but to track HRV in particular, because it's a really good indicator and it's very hard. Subjective measures are important, of course. You know, how am I actually feeling? You can never ignore that, but I like to blend it with the data as well. So I use heart rate variability as as a guide for myself as to how I'm doing and what I need to do. Now, I often set targets for my clients and I have a a number myself where I like my HRV to be. I'm not going to share that number because it varies so much. It's a very, very personal number. And I don't want you to think, well, that's so much higher or lower than mine and, and feel good or bad about that because it's very, very personal. So for example, my partner, who's a similar age and similar fitness, has a significantly different HRV number to me on average. 
I have very fit and healthy clients that have a much different number to me. So you can't compare them, but I have this baseline number in my mind. And when I drop below that, which inevitably I will, because I am putting my body under various different stresses, even if they are good stresses, like a hard workout. But when it does drop down below that baseline, I have a set of rules about what I need to do to get that back up again. So coming back from both these trips to the Scottish Highlands, HRV has been significantly lower, particularly in the last few days. I'm recording this on a Wednesday evening, which is going to be about 10 days prior to you listening to it. And I got back on the Monday from the latest trip up to the Highlands for the coast to coast race. So my HRV on day two, on the morning of day two, which was Sunday, was way, way lower than it normally is. Sometimes up to 50%, if not 40% lower than it normally is. And there's nothing I could do about that because I had to go out on day two and get from the middle of Scotland to the west coast of Scotland. So HRV was kind of academic. You know, I'm going out there and I'm doing it. But on Monday, when we got back, immediately I, I start putting into place or doubling down on the things, the various different aspects of health that can help me get that HRV number back up. So what are they? They are firstly sleep. So I'm going to make sure that I'm doing what I can to allow my nervous system to start to relax. Because after you've had a very stressful event, whether it's physiological stress due to an extreme endurance event, or whether it's because you've had some bad news or financial pressures, whatever it is, the body just recognizes that as stress. You'll find yourself in a sympathetic dominant nervous system state, and it will become quite hard to sleep as a result. When of course, sleep is the one thing that you really need at the end of any type of stressful event. But I will do everything I can do to guarantee myself a reasonable night's sleep or to to try and ideally secure myself a really good night's sleep. So that will involve the concept of the sleep staircase, which is preparing yourself for bed by going through a set of steps that just start to provide your body with cues that you're getting ready for bed. So, for example, getting in and changing into casual clothes as early as possible I'll then put blue light blocking glasses on as soon as night falls. I'll make a to-do list of things that haven't got done today or need to be done tomorrow so that I, I can kind of unpack that in my mind. I'll then eat a meal as early as possible, take the dog around the block for what we call her tinkle walk, the clue's in the name, and then come back in, possibly watch something with the blue light blocking glasses on or just wind down for the evening and get to bed. And that's my typical nighttime routine. I'll also make sure that the room is dark and the room is cool, that I've got my eye mask and I've done some sort of preparatory work, maybe just a light meditation or something just to try and do my best to calm the nervous system down. So sleep is the absolute priority. Sleep is one of my daily non-negotiables. I will always go through that sleep staircase, set up my room to optimize my sleep. But the second thing I'll do is start to promote more recovery-based activities. So we're lucky enough to have an infrared sauna here, so I'll use that. I'll do my daily non-negotiable 10 minutes of meditation because that's guaranteed to help calm down the nervous system. At the same time, I'll be doing breath work so I combine the two things. I'll be looking to delegate what I can. So I'll look in my diary, think, does that need to be done by me or does it need to be done now if it is by me? Can I push that out to later in the week or off to someone else whose job it might be? And I'll look at the rest of my diary as well and try and plan and pace it a little bit. If I know that I need to get my HRV back up and it's within my power to strip down my diary a little bit, I'm going to do that. And that includes social as well as my business calendar, because for me, it's all about getting that HRV back up to such a place where I expect it to be. And then I know I'm going to feel better and sleep better and everything as a result. The third thing I'll do is is really double down on diet, paying even more attention to that than I might normally do. So 
For example, this morning, HRV was not particularly high. Even though I'd had a good night's sleep, I'm still feeling the effects of our exertions at the weekend. So rather than go for the pastries or the more sugary foods or be tempted to have a caffeinated beverage, which I never normally would, I'm really going to be strict about having good, clean, slow-release energy foods and avoiding things like caffeine and sugar that that prop you up and give you a, a bit of a kick because I know that's ultimately not going to be good for me and certainly not going to help me get my HRV back up. So I pay really close attention to diet and make sure that's good, lots of vegetables. And likewise for hydration, I make sure that I'm really hydrated, pay more attention to these things than I might normally, because I'm just trying to get that HRV back up. So I start to feel better and get recovered more quickly. And then the last thing is movement. When I'm trying to get my HRV back up, I'm not going to go through my normal regime of two cycle sessions, which is a spin class. I do that one to two times a week and I'm not going to go to Miguel's and do a hard boxing and hit session or a weight session twice a week either. I might still go to the gym. I might still go to cycle and just go and do 80% or I might do something completely different and knock off one of those cycle spin classes and just go for a long walk with the dog. So I'll do a different type and a different intensity of exercise, but I won't necessarily not do anything at all. And that's what I've done this week. I haven't done anything high intensity, but I've done at least 12 and a half thousand steps a day. And I focused on doing more sort of stretching and recovery based exercises. And I can pretty much guarantee that tomorrow my HRV will be even better. And probably by about Thursday or Friday, it'll be back where I want it to be. So if you don't track HRV, what sort of sense can you make of this? You don't need to necessarily have that number. You can sit and subjectively think, how do I feel? okay, I don't feel great. I feel roughly 50% or five out of 10. So I'm going to put these, all those things I talked about, I'm going to double down on sleep. I'm going to prioritize recovery. I'm going to eat better and avoid those quick release energy foods. I'm going to make sure I'm hydrated and I'm going to move in the right type and intensity. And a pretty good gauge for that last point is if the thought of the planned session you have doesn't fill you with glee, you're either doing the wrong kind of thing or it's too intense. So just dial it back. Or maybe just go for a long walk, maybe do a few exercises, you know, some press-ups over a bench, some step-ups, some squats, whatever. But usually, for most people who have a degree of motivation, your body will tell you what it needs. You have to have the intelligence to actually listen to it and to respond to that and, and to do the intelligent and appropriate thing. So I hope that's been helpful. As always, I'd love to get your feedback on this. Leave us a comment if you're listening to this via social media. Drop me an email, leanne at bodyshopperformance.com. If you've got any questions or you want to give, give me some feedback on this or give me your point of view, would love to hear all of that. Other than that, that's it from me. Thank you very much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion, and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.